0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Transfer Deadline Day. It's been a very quiet day at Glasgow's Big Two so far with the likes of Oscar Cortez and Adam Idai yet to be finalised. All window long. It's been all eyes on Lauren Shanklin. Will he remain a Hearts player between now and 11.30? And speaking of strikers, could Kevin Van Veen be on his way back to the Scottish Premiership? But maybe not to his former home in North Lanarkshire. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight, two men who are right across every single detail of every piece of business that's to be done. It's Super Agents, Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. Yeah, we are up to date with all the breaking news. And let's be honest, it's been absolutely atrocious, this transfer window. <laughs> Nothing much happened, really. It's been such a disappointment, I think, for Rangers and Celtic fans. I think they thought, one, a new manager just in, we come on, and Brendan Rodgers' comments, that both teams would go all out to add to their squads. But if anything, it looks like the other way. Celtic trying to offload players as we speak, and that might be the only business they get done tonight. I think most of the action has been the clubs out with Celtic and Rangers, and I wonder how their fans are feeling about the business so far. He obviously didn't get the memo from me at the start to try and talk it up and yeah. make it sound exciting and try and, mm. try and get people to tune in and stay tuned in between now and 8 o'clock, so you can give it your best well, attempt. We've still got, what are we looking at, six hours? Still plenty of time. Five and a half. Weird, weirdly, it closes at half eleven. Was it half eleven? <laughs> I, I thought it was all Who makes that up? I always thought it was half 12 eleven. O'clock. Listen, I've been up and down the country. I've been at airports, train stations. There's a lot of movement out there. I think we'll get word during the show. I hope you've seen right. off a lot of people. Yeah, I've visiting. seen a lot of people getting sneaked in and about. He drops one person off at the airport, <laughs> then drops somebody <laughs> off at the train station, yeah. then the bus station. Been hanging anyway. about hotels. <laughs> He's bound to have seen somebody, a man of uh, yeah. a man of his talent. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Come on, then. This is it is officially your last chance to get your wish list in. I know we all like we all like to believe that anything's possible, don't we? So you never know. Come on here, name a player, name a list of players, name a. Position, what does your team need between now and 11.30? What must your team get between now and 11.30? You can be as vague about it as you want. You can be specific. Of course, there are names that we are expecting news on. Oscar Cortez at Rangers, Adam Ida at Celtic. I'm thinking particularly you Celtic fans. If it ends there, how will you feel about the window overall? Rangers fans, if it ends there, does and that means no striker, would that satisfy you? And there is a lot doing the rounds at the other clubs as well. So I love this night because it means fans of all teams, it doesn't matter who you support, you can get in touch and tell us what does your team need between now and 11.30. Like we said on the specific names, Lauren Shanklin, what's his night going to look like? Maybe quiet like the rest of the window, despite all the speculation. Kevin Van Veen, a hugely uh, significant season for him last season. Is he about to come back and try and do it again in the Scottish Premiership. What about players trying to be tempted away? Maybe big money bids, who knows, for some of the big players. Or maybe it's more about trimming those squads. So please get in touch on 0141-951-1025 and let us know what is happening. We've got a really special treat for you all, but for you two in particular, this transfer deadline day. Because see, I'm preparing myself for it Mm. to be that busy. And there simply is only so much I can do. So what we did, with no expense spared this year, we've actually created 
a brand new facility. It's the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Transfer Deadline Day Centre. Nah, it's not very good as I just made that up. Mm. Uh, trans- okay. Transfer Centre. We should go Transfer yeah. Centre. Yeah. Um, it's, we it's, get reporters all around the ground. I, I, no, just I, in one centre. I think if I were to lie about and that. In a, a room um, somewhere. Basically, we've got Toilet. Andrew McLean. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> Andrew McLean is manning the Super Scoreboard Transfer Centre tonight. He's going to be there until half eleven. And throughout the show, we're going to be crossing live to the Transfer oh, Centre. Where, where is HQ? Well, that I'm not allowed to say. Listen, you can't disclose that. There'll be people... Waiting outside door. the door. <laughs> Which one of his spare bedrooms it is, I don't know. <laughs> or is he in the office? I'll just leave that to the imagination. Let's cross live to the Super the Scoreboard Transfer oh, Centre. Andrew McLean, can you hear us? Yes, I can. I like what you've done with this place as well. It looks suspiciously like my living room. <laughs> you sit outside. <laughs> 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 Have you got your windows open? the draftiest living room of all time. Yeah. You do sound outside. Oh, well, I'm definitely inside, it's so I don't know what that says, <laughs> says about where I am. He's shattered the illusion already. Get anyway, the dog to bark. Um, Andrew McLean is at the, the coalface of the transfer dealings. Is it safe to say it's a quiet one so far, Andrew? Yeah, it has been pretty quiet. In terms of actual confirmed deals that have been announced, there really haven't been that many so far. Today, of the ones I can tell you about, Hibs have signed Nectarios Triantis on loan from Sunderland. He's played previously with Nick Montgomery, young Scottish goalkeeper John McCracken. He's returned to Dundee for a second loan spell. In the last few moments, St Johnston have signed striker Adama Sedebe from the seventh tier of English football. Quite an interesting one in the Championship as well. Queen's Park have signed former Rangers Hearts and Scotland defender Danny Wilson on a free transfer. In terms of outgoings, Marco Tilio early this morning, that one was confirmed that he has been loaned back to Melbourne City after just two substitute appearances for Celtic this season. Two deals that you talked about there, Gordon, that haven't been announced by the clubs but are pretty much done deals. Norwich striker Adam Ida will sign for Celtic on loan. He'll join until the summer, but with no fixed fee in there for an option to buy once that's over. Waiting on an announcement as well from Rangers for winger Oscar Cortez from Lons. He'll also join until the summer, where Rangers will have an option to buy with suggestions. They've already worked out a four-year deal for him should the next six months be successful. Yes, so that's what we know for... well. Kind of what we know for sure. In terms of let's go, Glasgow's big two is bound to be centre of attention for many of our listeners, Andrew. Um, is there anything else? Are there any sniffs of anyone other than uh, Adam Ida for Celtic? Is that going to be it? Yeah, well, in terms of actual names, it has been very quiet. The club are still targeting a left-back. They have had some failed inquiries. If they are going to get one in before that deadline tonight, it looks as if it will be a loan deal. Suggestions are also open to bringing in a midfielder. That's because of that latest injury to Rio Hitati and because David Turnbull looks set to complete a permanent move to Cardiff City. Now, his contract is up in the summer. Reports say that they could get as much as £2 million for him before tonight's deadline. Reports also say there's a chance he could be joined at Cardiff City by James Forrest. Mikey Johnson also closing in on a loan move to West Brom. Other side of the city, a striker is what Rangers fans have been asking for. We've heard all the speculation about Lauren Shanklin this month. Doesn't look as if he's put pen to paper on that new Hearts deal that he was offered, but doesn't really look as if Hearts have had any bids for him either. Left back, I think it's quite interesting because Jeff Day won't be joining at the moment for, before the deadline. Applewell, as it stands, unwilling to break their current loan deal for him. So Rangers unlikely to get him today. 
probably revisit that one in the summer, but what they do in that area tonight probably hinges on Ridvan Yilmaz. Galatasaray very much still interested, but Rangers won't want to be left short in that area. Uh, and then briefly then, two other names. Does it look like Lauren Shanklin remains a Hearts player? Will he be back training with Hearts tomorrow? Yeah, you would expect so at the moment. I mean, he doesn't need to sign this Hearts deal that's been put on the table for him to still be a Hearts player uh, come the end of the deadline. But with no bids put in, it doesn't really look as if there is that concrete interest that people were expecting there to be. So I would expect at the moment, Lauren Shanklin will be a Hearts player come tomorrow morning. Lots of Motherwell fans were hoping for Kevin Van Veen's return. He might well be on his way back to the Premiership, but not necessarily for Park. Yeah, I think I'm going to break the hearts of some Motherwell fans and yourself. It looks as if they are not going to get Kevin Van Veen. They did try. They have done all they could, but they say that they have essentially just been stumped by a couple of other clubs who can offer more money. Those two clubs, St Mirren and Kilmarnock. So it looks as if Kevin Van Veen will be signing for either St Mirren or Kilmarnock on loan before tonight's deadline. Very excited to see who he joins out of those two. Andrew McLean's phone is going to be red hot between now and 11.30, so we'll let him go. We'll check back in uh, throughout the course of the evening. The phone lines are open, so let's check in with Frank, who's a Celtic fan. A couple of hours to go, of course, Frank, but how are you feeling at the moment? Um, a wee bit dodgy, to be honest with you. Uh, sitting watching Sky Sports the other night, and Celtic have refused an offer for a guy that's done absolutely nothing. In my opinion, he's stealing a wager at Celtic Park, James McCarthy. If it was down to me, I'd have took 50 pence for the guy, as long as I'm getting something back from him. And yet, they're willing to let David Turnbull go for £2 million. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm plowing money into that club year after year, and I'm not spending any, and I'm, I'm not happy about that. Were you very much of the thought, Frank, that you know, even by you know, ten past six tonight, all, you know, everything, it remains possible that Celtic do some business later. But did you just think you'd get to this stage and the more would be happening, basically? Oh, well, basically, I mean, it's all loan signings are bringing in. Where's the money that all these fans are spending? The sixty thousand that's turning up at Celtic Park every weekend, spending their money on the pie stalls, merchandise, paradise windfall tickets. They're keeping that money. They're going back to the biscuit tin days, and I'm certainly not happy about it. They're charging us enough to get in and watch the team. I mean, my season ticket alone's over £640, uh, plus whatever I spend on cup games, European games, merchandise, money you're spending, gone to the game, and anything you're spending in Parkhead as well. And they're talking about loan signings. What's happening with the money that they've got? Well, Mark, they have a lot of money because they ha- have operated the elements of the business side of it very well and player trading and all that stuff. That's why the money's there. But then what, what's happening with it is, is Frank's question. We don't even need to get into specifics, I don't think. How surprised or whatever word would you use at Celtic's window up until this point? Yeah, of course I'm surprised because I think we, we keep coming back to when the manager states that he wants to add quality uh, and the fans hear that from the manager's mouth they automatically assume then it's going to be the next window. Brendan Rodgers says he wanted to add four quality players. Now, did he specifically say January? I I think he did highlight January was going to be important. So, of course, the fans have a a belief that when it's coming from the man in charge, then there's a realistic chance of it happening. But it's just been so slow. And even even getting uh, Adam Edad deal over the line, whether the fans like it or not, it's the last day of the window. And you just think, why Why do all clubs do that? But particularly Celtic, when they knew what they needed, they knew the areas of the pitch they were short in, 
They knew they've got an overinflated squad, so they had to shift people out. And Frank's right, if the McCarthy rumours to be true, then they've rejected that. David Turnbull now gone out in the last day of the window as well for £2 million, pounds, all very last minute. So I think both sides of players coming through the door, even if it was a loan, have been an exciting loan, which I've got to say in paper, it's not at this moment in time. Got to give but the player a chance though. Yeah, of course you have, but just looking at... Uh, he does stats over the past three or four years. Doesn't he look like an out-and-out goal scorer? Um, and that's what the fans want. If you're bringing a striker into Celtic, they want to see a guy with a, a reputation for scoring goals. He has it. He may prove us wrong. But no real investment apart from Kuhn, of course, is going to disappoint Celtic fans. Take, take Frank's point and maybe it was a strange one in the window when you see someone who's as out of the picture and you, you can't get much more out the picture mm-hmm. really than James McCarthy is a loan offer come in and, and Celtic rejected it so I saw a lot of fans expressing their surprise at that but it's almost like he's so far out the picture that that won't be that won't be one of the main concerns for most Celtic fans will it they're really interested mm-hmm. in who's coming in I take Frank's point you know there's some players there that maybe could have moved on but the real big question mark is who's coming in the way yeah I think that's the problem uh, you look at James McCarthy just quickly I think they rejected it because the club obviously looked at a situation that was going to take them in loan and tried to use it to their advantage. Now, if you're going to take a player in loan, you've got to sort of contribute something to it. And I think that Celtic felt that the club wasn't prepared to do that. So what is the point of giving a player out? I know he's not played. What's the point of putting a player out there and recruiting nothing for him and not getting any wages or nothing towards his, his wages. And that's why Celtic have probably dug their heels in. But the disappointment for Celtic is, and I think Brendan Rodgers started this with the four quality players, everybody was expecting a real good transfer window. Uh, I was the same, even when it got into the second week. I can remember sitting here on a Tuesday night with you and saying, look, don't panic, I'm sure they're doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, but... They've um, they've had a poor window. Uh, if the, if it continues like this, they will need to really start, you know, performances because against Ross County it was very poor, but they still got the victory. They need to start winning. They need to be pitodry because the fans are mm. sitting there waiting and they're very angry. And speaking of David Turnbull leaving, someone just called in there anonymously. Didn't want on to say that I've just seen David Turnbull getting a medical in Cardiff. I got a picture with him, so it could be true, could not, but they were, that's the beauty of this show. We yeah. can be like the hub for transfer eyewitness accounts like that, yeah. of a transfer mm. rumour. Yeah. Um, I want to thank, photographic evidence, so. thank Frank for his mm. time and bringing Naveed. Naveed, are you as angry and frustrated as Frank at the window so far? Uh, I think as a Celtic fan, we're kind of used to it, but all this apathy, I mean, I'm just thinking, compare to Andrew's transfer windows, you know, we're all planned out, you know, even the one that when we bought Hakati, that was over a winter, it was over a Christmas transfer window, and what an impact he made. I mean, it's like going back to the ten in a row season when we just totally disintegrated as a club. I know we had COVID and there was no fans, but that but that applied to everybody. And what gets me is we've got players in Scotland who are scoring goals that we should be able to go and get right now. We lose Kyogo, we lose uh, Carter Vickers, and we're in big trouble. Yeah, so Adam Idaro would be the one who's supposed to come in and, and be that third-choice striker. Is is that not the profile of signing you were looking for? I mean, I've always said we should always go for Shanklin. As I said at the time when Neil Lennon was there, 
And the same with Aaron Hickey. We should have bought Aaron Hickey when he was playing for Hearts. And, and like, I mean, he's obviously moved on, but that's the kind of... And, and those are players in the Scottish market that were well suited to playing for, for, for club like Celtic. You know, it's just... I don't know. It's just weird that their transfer kind of business has seemed to have went, has regressed. You know, it's, it's like... It's like... A bit penny pinching, kinda. It's like I know we talk about basket time. We don't like go to that kind of level, but I just think we've went back the way we've went really downhill in terms of the planning of transfers. Well, that's the other thing, Mark. Because if this was a window in isolation, maybe Celtic fans would be a bit more understanding. But they've come into this window on the back of the summer. Now, talking about players going out, Marco Tilly was the latest. He's gone on loan back to Australia, joining. Kwon, yeah. who's gone out on loan without really kicking a ball, goodness knows if it wasn't for a, apparently if it wasn't for an injury to Cameron Carter-Vickers Gustav Lagerbielka would be moved out on loan as well, these guys are just in the building in the summer so um, I don't know what time frame you look at to say whether it's gone backwards overall um, but the last, if, if the window ends tonight with no more in add on the summer window, I don't think Naveed and, and Frank are going to be happy about it Yeah, uh, looking at I tend to think back Naveed mentioned uh, the season of 10 in a row some of the signings then and you begin to think that just those couple of windows with Postacoglu just a couple that he got right were the kind of anomaly and all this from Celtic over the past I don't know past decade or so with signings obviously Kyogo and Hatate and O'Reilly are there Carter Vickers at one deal so you, you've, you've got a, a good few there but there seems to be an awful lot that are around the sides of those uh, real diamonds that Celtic got that have just never been good enough. Either slipped into the background and been bench fillers or sitting in a stand, or like you've just said there about Telio and Quan and are, are quickly shipped out and loaned the other way. So the recruitment model, you'd like to think, what is what profile, what is the player profile they're going for, especially with Adam Ida? You know, what have, what's really caught the eye with him? For Celtic to go, by the way, he's the backup that we need for Kyogo. He's the guy in the second half of the season, we'll take him on loan, that's going to lead the line for us. Now, I might be being unfair to him just now, because I'm just looking at his stats and I've, I've never really seen a lot of him in action. But it just seemed his return, you mm. think, how can that fit the model that they need up front? Is that concerning for the Celtic fans? So that, are, are you resigned to this, Naveed? You don't think there's a surprise package for you coming out of Celtic tonight well, I think Celtic are still winning the league by about 15 points sounds pretty hey, don't, don't need to sign anybody yeah, then yeah. if that's the case <laughs> and maybe maybe that's the board thing maybe they're just thinking you know what we've looked at this squad they're sitting top of the league just now and think like Naveed we'll win the league by 10-15 points I don't think that's reality though I really don't and uh, you know when the manager the manager of the football club's coming out and saying that they need quality added that's when you know they do need quality added. So why is it not, not being done? I, I wouldn't think that for a minute. That the Celtic board are sitting looking at the squad and thinking, "Yeah, we'll uh, we'll win the league by ten points." That ain't going to happen. Um, and I also don't think for one minute that Celtic in this transfer window haven't been busy behind the scenes trying to get the players in that they want. Um, we don't know. Obviously, what happened, but I'm sure they had targets there because Brendan Rodgers wouldn't have come out, made it public. They wanted four quality players, put everybody under that pressure because the pressure comes from the summer transfer window. 
The summer transfer window for Celtic was terrible. Really, really poor. And all of a sudden, a bit of pressure, Brendan Rodgers and four quality players. It's not happened so far. We don't know because the two guys are there we've obviously going to bring in. We've just quite rightly say, Gordon, you've got to give them an opportunity. But it's not the window Celtic fans are looking for. Thanks, Naveed. Some unhappy Celtic fans so far. But if you're the optimistic type, there is still time. Five hours and seven and a half minutes. So one four one nine five one one oh two five. Fans of all teams, what do you need? What do you want between now and eleven thirty? Let us know. Clyde one super scoreboards. Listen. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here Don't worry, you missed absolutely nothing during the break In terms of breaking confirmed signings But as soon as it happens We will let you no, uh, Andrew McLean is working hard at the Super Scoreboard Transfer Centre. Stephen Murray is on Twitter. You heard that here, first signing on deadline day, Mr Cortez will be our new number 16. There won't be anything else. Get to your beds early, says Stephen. Um, Rangers fans, what do you think? Will that be enough for you? We assume Oscar Cortez will be done. Uh, what do you make of that? Will that be enough if you had that one final wish? What would it be? Would it be the striker? Everybody's been banging on about the striker. Will you go to bed content if you don't get one? Or is that keeping you up a bit? 01419511025. Um, you've been out and about, have you? Deadline day, just trying I'm to... I'm not looking about, yeah. Just have you drive to different clubs just to see what was going on. Um, Somebody told me they saw you getting locked out of your house. <laughs> I got a message to say you got... Because obviously, usually you get an intruder. Mm. Somebody sent me a message saying you got locked, you got locked out of your house. No, no, no. no, no Seriously? No. Maybe I was at the wrong door, but no, not that annoying. Locked so, out your house. How did you get locked out your house? Somebody sent me, maybe it wasn't you because it was far away, but a video of you trying to climb in your window. You've got like a black dress <laughs> on and you're like upside down and you're trying to climb in the window. Is that, uh, is that not you? Uh, uh, doing yeah, a lot of work yeah. in the pecs in the gym. I yeah. recognise them anyway. So I'd, I'd need a big ladder to get up to that window. <laughs> they get you a bra, that's right. Oh. For anyone who's not seen the video, I'm sorry that, that the joke just uh, oh, had Very good. 01419511025. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Twitter at Clyde SSB. X, uh, it's clearly called X, isn't it? But I'll, I'll, I'll never get rid of it. How will that ever change? Not for me, I'm a creature of habit. Although I don't call it the SPL anymore, so maybe we will move on. Greg's a Celtic fan. Greg, what are you thinking? A couple of hours to go, are you, are you worried? Very worried. How you doing, Gordon? Mark? And the Dazzler? All good, Not all bad, good. Greg. What worries you? Good, good, good. Um, it's just been a, a really, not just a poor window for January, but a poor window in the summer, as you said earlier. Um, the, the guy Frank was talking about, obviously, the money that the fans put into the club. It's as if the, the, the board are not seeing exactly what's going on. We're not spending the right money, we're not buying the right players. We're making a lot of money from the, the sales we've got, and it's just really, really underwhelming. Yeah, I think there's various things to measure this by because fans can have their own expectations and fans always want more and more and sometimes it's not realistic is the bit that's made this even more of an eye-opener for fans like Greg is his Brendan Rodgers has said he wanted quality in and it's yeah. not like it's not like this is just daft fans are playing too much football manager and, and want to sign players 
The Champions League was disappointing, so Brendan Rodgers was asked many times about bringing quality in, then even in recent weeks. And then even the fact, you know, Nicholas Kuhn, that's meant to be what he's about. Time will tell, um, but I think most people were expecting more numbers, is that? That's fair, isn't it? I think so. I don't think you need to be a head of recruitment or an elite manager to see what Celtic actually need just now. I think everybody can see that they, they need more in the left-back department, either to take over from Greg Taylor or push Greg Taylor. So you need competition there. A goalkeeper, you certainly need a backup or someone to push your heart. And the striker situation, you can see Celtic glaringly need that. Um, you pair that with what the manager says, then of course you're going to have mm-hmm. fans like Greg and Frank and Navid coming on and saying, well, what's the point of having this big pot of money and a recruitment department and scouts all around the world if you're not going to utilise this and bring players in? What are they waiting for? To bring players in. Now, I get that deals are much harder now than they ever were when I played, never mind when Daz played. But still, that's why Celtic have got such a, you know, a huge infrastructure of the club to get deals done. And it's, I think it's I, not happening. I'm not sticking up for any club here, right? But I think it's very difficult now. You look at, you look at Celtic, right? And Mark touched on. Let's go the striker. They need a quality striker. Where do you get a quality striker in January? that you've got to just go and pick pick up. One, a quality striker will come in and hope that he's a number one striker. Secondly, the club that he's playing with, if he's a quality striker, probably won't want to let him go at that time. So I think it's very I think it's very easy to say, mm-hmm. oh, we've got plenty of money, so we want quality strikers, we want a quality X, Y and Z. I think it's very hard to go and get them in January, to be quite honest with you. Is the truth somewhere in the middle, though? Yeah. Because I think partly w- what you say is true, but then also it depends the level that that player is at. Yeah, of course, you're not going to go and get a starting striker from the English Premier League, mm-hmm. but a third-choice striker or a second-choice striker for the English Premier League might do a turn, or someone who is you know, punching above their weight at a lower level that would jump at the chance to come to Celtic. So there must be ways. Yeah, and, I, and that's why I think they went down the loan system with the lad from Norwich, Gordon. And I think that's a, I think that's the right move because the summer really killed them. You know, they come in for a lot of criticism. They brought in a lot of players that obviously the fans didn't take to, and the manager certainly isn't taking to a lot. He's trying to get most of them back out the door, but all of a sudden you're stuck with long-term contracts. Now, if you look at the Celtic squad just now. The big problem for them is they're starting a living, strongest starting a living uh, question. Are they capable of going on and winning the title? Of course, because they're quality on that side. No doubt about it. The big question has been since the start of the season is a backup that comes on. Now, the problem then is trying to get that quality in just now, I think is very difficult. I don't care what anybody says. I don't think the Celtic have been sitting in their hands. I think they've been out there working hard behind the, the scenes trying to add more to mm. their squad but the deals just haven't been through for them Is it the same as everybody else Greg? Did you want another striker? Did you want a left back? Is that is everyone on the same hymn sheet there? I think so but if I'm honest I think we were wanting that in the summer to take us into the Champions League I don't think there's so much you were looking for it in January I think, I think the supporters would have really looked for that a, a good signing as Brendan Rodgers said when he came back he was talking about quality 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 I mean, you look at the signings we got. The question I'm asking is, who is it who signed these players? Is it Brendan Rodgers or is it the, the scouting department? Because it's 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 kind of laughable going into Champions League the way we did 
with the squad that we did, and it's and it's backfired. And then we go into January, and we're, we're left wanting yet again. Yeah, I mean, Brendan Rodgers has said, Mark, he he did play a part in yeah. the summer signings. You can understand why people are a touch sceptical on that because of the timing. Mm-hmm. So if anything, they're cutting him a bit of slack, really, when they do that. So it might be in having assess the way that window's gone it might be in Brendan Rodgers best interests to sort of distance himself from some of them but he hasn't he's said that he played a part in it and I think there was then an assumption that going in well it was he was definitely going to be hands on yeah. in this window um, but you know at big clubs it's it's not about pointing the finger at one person there's a there's meant to be a full structure there that delivers you what you need of course and you know you think it's for the better of the club when you've got so many people involved in transfers that you have to go round the houses and check everything, that everybody's on the same wavelength because it's a club investment, not a manager's investment these days. Managers lose their job pretty easily. Um, so you can see merit in that, but sometimes it just then drags on. And who does get the final say? Who comes in and who goes out? I would be prepared to cut Brendan Rodgers some slack over the summer. I think when you come to a football club the size of Celtic and there's so much put in your plate in such a short space of time, and you have to take over from a certain style with Postacoglu, implement your own touches. Of course, it's going to be hard to get players through the door. But the recruitment would have done, been done pre-Brendan Rodgers' arrival. It would have been a lot of spillover from Ange Postacoglu and what he wants. So I think it's only right that you give Rodgers a bit of slack. Of course, he would have signed off on some. He would have been presented some players and he would have went, yep, OK, they look like they fit the mould. But this window, I thought, was always going to be different. And it's been fairly slow. Kuhn, you've got to say, is on Brendan Rodgers. That's that's one that he's he's held his hand up and says he's going to add quality. You've got to say, Ida must be that someone that Rodgers wanted. The disappointing thing is there's not been more of him. And that's the that's mm. a glaring thing that the Celtic fans are phoning and so disappointed, even though they sit top of the league. Thank you, Greg. What about the other side of Glasgow Rangers fans? Where are you? Oscar Cortez hasn't been announced yet. We expect it to. I'll let you know when it's done. Is that going to be enough for you? Would you leave it there? Are you happy to leave it there? Or are you hoping for something else before 11.30? Phone us right now if you can. Dave is a Motherwell fan. How are you feeling about the window, Dave? Oh, lads. Lads, good evening. Uh, it was either phoning you or phoning Just Breathe. Because I'm not feeling right. good. <laughs> I think you've, you've, you've made a, an interesting choice. I wouldn't dream mm. of telling you if it was the right choice or not. Um, the, is the transfer window annoying you that much? It's, it's terrible now. Um, all we needed was a striker, really. No, the only position. But we needed a striker. Then we got a guy in last night. Stats won the great. I'm sure you get, I think it was about 17 games, two goals. He's young. He's probably going to have a bit of punch about him. So I'll no shoot him down straight away. Um, I mean, I was reading on Twitter the day. There's already somebody else put uh, an offer in for him. So we might even have him completed, if you know what I mean. Um, and then obviously you told us the news about Kevin Badveen It was great to hear the way he worked Sorry I was buzzing about that lads <laughs> Is that a heartbreaker yeah. to see Kevin Van Veen potentially You know, well looks like maybe Kilmarnock, St Mirren How, how tough is that going to be to take? Oh devastator Great player, great guy um, Would have loved to see him come back um, But you can't offer these sort of financials When they really start money video Where they were looking for investment and stuff like that I kind of just took it tongue-in-cheek, seen it where it was. The two guys came out um, for the board and said, that, look, we're not in any dire straits right now, it's fine. But I'm starting to wonder now, is nothing really coming in? 
Let me get your thoughts on that, Mike. Is that maybe a bit of an eye opener for Motherwell fans specifically, but maybe others on looking as well? I think Motherwell fans probably know if Aberdeen or Hibs or Hearts want mm-hmm. a player and you want them, you won't get them. You um, compete you, with you've, Simon al- you, you've always thought of yourself as being, you know, Kilmarnock St Mirren is, mm. is close, certainly, you know, give or take a bit at different times. Um, and if those reports are true that Kilmarnock and St Mirren have blown Motherwell out the water and he's going to one of them, I think probably Kilmarnock, the last report I looked at there, um, but could be wrong. Is that, uh, is that a worry for you? Massive. Um, I, I think the alarm bells went when obviously they come out and made those videos and I know that you can look back and say well look it's a bit of fun we we just come out with, that was just a you know a bit for the club and whatever it was just a, a tongue in cheek type thing but then all of a sudden the manager comes out and talks about you know the transfer market and you know the sort of a financial situation that the players that they can afford to bring in and the players that obviously they're getting blown out the water with clubs that I think Motherwell fans do recognise alongside St Mirren, Kilmarnock, teams like that. You'd be thinking, yeah, we'll be shopping the same market as them. It certainly isn't that way. Um, so I think I think it's a case of getting bodies in and, and basically hoping that they hit the ground running and the manager can just knit everything together get a sort of a pattern the way they play. Now, you look at Van Veen, for instance, right? You take up until that season he had, it was absolutely brilliant. If you look back his career, I don't think he's really set the head on fire, has he? So you might just find a gem somewhere. Theo Bear come in with, what, one goal in many games with St. Johnston. All of a sudden, he's starting to hit the back of the net, and hopefully that'll continue for Motherwell. Uh, I know that they're linked to a young divine at Rangers just to mm-hmm. try to get him in loan as well. I think he's a decent enough player. Um, yeah, w- there's no doubt now that Motherwell are shopping in a different market from the likes of St Mirren and Kilmarnock, are you? But let, let's be honest, they, I know finances play a huge part, but league position as well plays a huge part. If you're Van Veen and you're looking at the way the league's went this year, and I know you've got an affinity for Motherwell because you've been there and you know everybody, you're looking at Kilmarnock. It seems way to be a financial running. thing, though, because you would be balancing that up. I think affinity is also quite strong for players. Yeah, but because uh, a manager, by all accounts, it was a very, very productive relationship mm-hmm. with Stuart Kettlewell. See, I d- so I, d- I think d- if the money was cl- uh, if the I money disagree. was close, I'd wholeheartedly disagree, with you, disagree with you. I disagree. I think let's that, team up on him. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that if the mother, if if Motherwell St. Martin and Kilmarnock yeah. offered them the same money, he would go to Fir Park. I, I don't think that would be any question at all. I think you've got to fur part. I think mm. it's down to finances. Anyway, we'll leave it there, Dave. Thank you on 1025. Let me tell you about this. You know, like sometimes I get handed this bit of paper and I'm supposed to tell you all about what's happened and make me a winner, but they don't take into account that I'm sitting next to Gordon DL with these things. So just going to turn his mic off while I read this first bit. It says, Jenny was getting a pole dancing lesson when she won £108,000 last time out on Make Me A Winner. No, Mark Wilson, not what about that. If we could just leave it there, that would be fine. Uh, now she's planning a trip to New York with her mum. She's looking for a new house with a garden so she can get a dog or a cat. We could make you the winner, though, of £110,000. 
pole in the house I don't have an extra couple of grand so Mm. we make the next call tomorrow you need to be in the draw please text yes to 61025 texts are £2 plus your standard network rate you can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate it's over 18s only and all the rules for this network competition can be found online the important bit is this if you get the call after 3pm tomorrow answer within five rings say make me a winner straight away don't say anything else and that's how you win the £110,000 so text yes to 61025 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here on the usual number or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Get your thoughts in on the transfer window um, Whatever you've got for us, we'll take it here We're going to cross over to the transfer centre throughout the night <laughs> There's just not a lot happening So I'll... I'll Choose my moments wisely. Simon's a Kilmarnock fan. Kevin Van Veen, maybe, Simon. You happy with that? Oh, absolutely. Um, how are you doing, guys? Hope you're all well. Um, so, see, transfer deadline day for Kilmarnock fans. It's normally a bit of a, either a disaster or very quiet. It's not something that maybe is, you know, makes the news enough for anybody else to realise. But So, we've had some really terrible deadline days, especially the one the year we got relegated, where one of our board members tweeted out saying, don't go to bed yet, Kelly fans, there's something big coming up. Right. And it was and it was the announcement of Osmond so on loan for six months to Dundee United. <laughs> and um Yeah. So the rest of the season that's the way that season was run. But um yeah, the news of Van Veen, I woke up this morning and I thought, you know, ah, that's pie in the sky. There's absolutely no way, first of all, we can afford them. And second of all, I thought you would go back to your boys if he was coming back to Scotland. And then obviously as the day's gone, it's it's gathered pace, it's gathered pace. And yeah, now the reports from the... I never thought this was the joy of deadline day where you, you're now following a guy on Twitter from the, a Dutch TV company who's like tweeting out updates about Kilmarnock in Dutch. And he seems to think that he's chosen Kilmarnock and it's just a chance to get the paperwork done, which I think is an incredible sign. And especially as he's been touted on here quite a lot for Rangers and Celtic. I think if we manage to pull this off, it's, it's probably one of the best deadline day signings probably ever in the, the Premiership era I mean there's the temptation to be all sort of bitter about it and say oh, look, it was probably a purple patch you know, but we're wanting mm. if he comes back and the, the pitch certainly won't suit him and he won't if his local surroundings and that we he was didn't used want to, him uh, didn't want him anyway um, the season that he had there last season was as good as you'll get from a so-called mm-hmm. smaller club now bearing in mind that this wasn't a motherwell team that was you know, flying in third or anything like that and he was Outstanding, Gordon. The number of games mm. consecutively. Um, I actually, at times, thought even amongst all that, possibly still underappreciated because it was like the the the, the different types of goals, the all round sort of play. It, it was it was an absolute joy. So clearly, if he can replicate that, Kamarnock would be in uh, for a treat. Yeah, there's no doubt um, that Kamarnock fans uh, and Simon was sitting there are very very excited. About the fact, especially the the way their season's going, Gordon. You look at Kilmarnock sitting there in fourth place. Um, they've been terrific so far. Um, and you add a player that you looked at only last season, been brilliant in the Premier League, probably up for player of the year, was he? Was he involved in that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then all of a sudden he comes into the squad as well. So if you look at the window and you look at Kilmarnock and you get Van Veen in and say, 
Well, did we come out the window stronger? A hundred percent, you have, because you brought in probably a goal scorer that's got to get you that. Mm. You know that the extra. Be great to see him on Saturday, isn't it? Against Motherwell. No, 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 absolutely not. That, that would not be. That would well. be entertainment. Uh, only if he scores an own goal in the Gordon DL. Oh, oh I, I mean, that's why he's going to kill it. The sabotage yeah. the operation. Anything else, Simon? Would you'd be happy overall with that? Any other positions need addressed? I know Motherwell yeah. and Kilmarnock again were linked with Adam Devine. Yeah, I think um, Adam Devine, that was an initial lad, uh, you know, the grandson of Sydney, so you know this area quite well. I think if we managed to bring him as, as back, sort of backup, I think that would be a, a decent acquisition. Um, they've, obviously, the Van Veen one. You look at that attacking line for Kilmarnock, you know, if everybody's like is fit, you've got the choice of Greg Stewart playing probably in behind Marley Watkins and Kyle Vassell or Marley Watkins and Kevin Van Veen. And you've got Gary Mackay Stephen on one side. Or Matty Kennedy, and then you've got Danny Armstrong on the other side, or again, or Matty Kennedy or GMS. So that is like some attacking power. And yes, I'm not getting my hopes up because it's Kilmarnock and it's deadline day, and these things happen. And you're scarred by Osman, so basically, absolutely. I, but I'm um, I'm literally leaving the Kilmarnock Motherwell game to head straight to the airport for a holiday. So if Kevin Van Veen mm. scores the winner in the final minute, I will be a very happy man and I'll have a wee pint for you, Gordon. Please don't. I'll uh, be a pint of tears, I think. <laughs> That's what we'll be drinking, Simon, uh, on the line there. Uh, and I suppose the opposite of what we were saying about Celtic, Kelly fans go into this window on the back of a brilliant summer window. So if they could follow mm, well, that up, I'm sure they'd be chuffed. Let's squeeze one more in um, before... The break. James is on the line. How's it going, James? Good evening, guys. Stephen Gordon, Mark. Uh, my point tonight is okay, hear what I've got to say. We are taking the biggest gamble in since the club was formed in 1888, and I'll tell you how they're doing it. This is fact, no make believe. If Celtic win a league, it's £60 million guaranteed Champions League money, £25 million from season ticket sales, and 20 to £25 million from Champions League ticket sales. Hundred and five million pounds. That is a fact. It's no make make up. It's there. With the seventy two million we've got in the bank, we could potentially sit at the end of the season with a bank break of a hundred and seventy seven million pounds. That is a fact. So why is Brendan Rodgers want to shop at Marks and Spencers, and the board wants to shop at the pound shop? This is the biggest gamble in the history of the club. Well, I mean, you can get some good bargains mm. for sure in the pound shop. There's nothing, but, nothing against it. Put, we don't judge. But put it in an ISA for five years, and you'll get a great return. The that James is summing up again. It's just I think that's the feelings of. By the way, are there any Celtic fans out there who think this is all over the top? Calm down. We're in a good position, and I'm fine with the window because you know I like balance on the show. So if, if you exist, give us a call. But it's not seeming that way, Mark. Uh, no, listen. I get James's points. All these figures forgets to some outgoings in there as well. You know, like players' wages and managers' wages. But I get his overall point that it seems for a while St- Celtic are stockpiling cash from transfers, from Champions League money, without any real big investment. Now there's been players signed. And by the way, they might even take in two million or whatever it is for David Turnbull in this mm-hmm. window. Yeah. So add that to the pile as well. Um, there's been players signed, but again, it's for. Two million, four million, five million. I think Celtic fans want to see a group of players coming in for a decent amount of money who are going to influence the starting eleven. Um, now they've got a, a good starting eleven, but that doesn't mean to say that you can't get an even better starting eleven. That's the frustration. 
quite clearly shown up in Champions League for the past couple of seasons that nowhere near good enough. So how do they expect to be anywhere closer to that if they win the league in the summer? And James is right, it's no guarantee that they will win the league going along at this pace. There is a, a genuine title race on. Philip Clement is adding to his squad and Brendan Rodgers has is, is only added a couple this window. So, like, it's a gamble, but it's too late now. I don't expect anything will be done in the remaining five hours. You don't think come in? In five hours' time? Oh, well, apart from Adam Ida. Apart from Adam Ida? Mm. No. How, how big a risk are we talking, James? You think that the title, you know, how much is it at risk? If the window closes <sighs> like this, what, what chance would you give Celtic of going on to win it? Hopefully... I think what might sneak it I mean you've got to look at your rivals and game credit they're doing better than we're doing but the whole point is here is if you want this cash you've got to speculate to accumulate now there was a boy on Saturday and as a fact he says he phoned in about the new boy come on for 20 minutes says it could and the boy said the Celtic fan says he wasn't any better than the players we've got what an insult what an insult to that young boy We've been talking about deals and signing signing four players. So, say Brendan goes to the board in, uh, in the first of the seven and says, I want A, B, and C. That's who I want. So, why have we not got A, B, and C in? We've who, got the money. Well, who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens between now and the end of the evening. Let's leave it there. We'll thank James for his call. And let me tell you, it's time for this already. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. You'll always remember the day, transfer deadline day, when you came on here and embarrassed Mark Wilson or Gordon DL. Marvin Bartley lost last night. Heard that, that, what that a guy player was. Great. Who was on? Very good, wasn't he? Oh, he was brilliant. Well, oh, stuff. did he? Oh, he was good. Really good. Oh, anyway. big man on the take that, will Let's see how we go tonight. 0141-951-1025. And the lines close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Play one super scoreboard. Transfer deadline day. I'd love to tell you it was heating up and it was all happening, but it's still a little bit quieter than we would like. But you never know. I see Hibs have made a signing. Maybe there are pieces starting to fall into place. Uh, we'll cross to our transfer centre and speak to Andrew McLean in the not-too-distant future. Let's play this first, though. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, it is Beat the Pundit time. Gordon and Mark are standing by. Did you lose recently? Unfortunately, last week I let the lad win. Remember? Well, with you the, did, you didn't the, let him Yeah, win. I did. Uh, I thought I was so oh, far Oh, the old Defoe. I thought the I was, battle. I thought I was so far ahead. But I'll tell you what, there'll be no <laughs> kindness again. Somehow, you are now below Mark Wilson on win percentage. Mm. There's no somehow about it. You Just were streets ahead of him. No, no, no. Because no, he, he was miles ahead of you. You started the right, season. You were poor. Slow starter. Slow starter, but powerful finisher. Mm. I'm, pi- I'm picking who... I listen to the people that come on if they're nice... I'll let them win the ball. If they're not, they're getting put to bed. Alan and Paisley, are you nice? Says Gordon Deal. I'm not here to play nice today. Ah, you're not getting a ball. Yes. Fine you're, talk you're, from Alan a, and Paisley. Big Alan. He sounds big, doesn't he? Oh, you I, always I, get that in your. He's been th- roughing his voice up before the game. <laughs> 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 the big Aye, man okay, from big uh, chewing the fat. Anyway, right. You've not played since you played Marshall in Vermont. Remember him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not played since that was then. a classic. Uh, anyway, Ma- Alan, maybe we'll talk transfers after we play beat the pundit. But first of all, let's do it. Sounds good. 
Heads it will be Mark Wilson Tails it will be Gordon DL And it is Tails Alright Alan Let's get this on <laughs> 30 seconds Going on the clock But we need to give Gordon Some greatest hits Radio first So that he can't hear us We'll put 30 seconds On Alan's clock Alan I don't think you've ever Played before have you? No I've not played yet Right I'm sure you've heard it 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't Know the answer Okay laughing at Sounds good. Good man. 30 seconds starts <laughs> now. Who did Celtic loan Craig Bellamy from? Uh, Cardiff. Queen's Park have just signed which former Scotland international? Well, pass. Who's the manager of Montrose? Pass. In what year did Rangers bring Florian Camberry in during the transfer window? 2019. Scott Fraser's joined Hearts from which English club? Charlton. Can you spell Cifuentes? <laughs> C-I-F-U-E-N-T-E-S Who was the last full-time manager in charge of Inverness before Duncan Ferguson? Uh, oh, 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 pass Time up, Gordon DL, let's bring him back What, were, right. you, what were you laughing at there? I, I don't know, I just burst out into laughter right, What were you listening to? Uh, music Oh, yeah, th- thanks for that. Anything? More, could, could you be more specific? Uh, I can't remember the song, but it was quite catchy. <laughs> I'm get getting to, that morning let, DJ. Great, that great conversation that was. Let, I was lost on board of the moment. Let's get to the question that you two were sitting laughing at because I'm. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, believe I, me. Just <laughs> believe me. Say that one because he's not getting that. Uh, okay, I'll tell you right okay, now. Right, okay. Thirty seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Who did Celtic loan Craig Bellamy from? Loan from uh, Clyde. <laughs> Queen's Park I've just signed Which former Scotland international Danny Wilson Who's the manager of Montrose uh, Pass In what year did Rangers bring Florian Camberry in During the January window 18 S- Scott Fraser has joined Hearts From which club uh, Scott Fraser from Hearts uh, Dundee Spell Cifuentes <laughs> C-I-F-U-E-N-T-U-S <laughs> <laughs> it was going so well. <laughs> <laughs> it's the easiest bit to get right. The end, but it's easiest. Sound that out. You were so close. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what bit did I get wrong? The C. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh, Alan, surely you know you've got that one right over him. I think we were both equally rubbish there, if I'm honest. I can't believe that because I thought I thought maybe you would get lost at the start of the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's going so well. Is that the one you were killing yourself after? I didn't know we were in a spelling competition here. Surely once you've got to the T, you knew that it was ES. What did I say? US. Cifuentes. Give us a C. Give us an I. You've got to give me a point for that. Absolutely not. Uh, Celtic sign Craig Bellamy from. It's not Hearts, was it? Newcastle. Newcastle. Why did you say Clyde? Ah, you just you lost the plot there. Didn't I, you? I, I I couldn't really understand the question. <laughs> it's not. It's not that difficult. Who did Celtic loan Craig loan. Bellamy from? Right, okay. You panicked, did you get that? No, none of you got Big it. Alan, no good. Da- da- <laughs> I actually think you're. See now the more I listen to Alan You're totally overstating that And he doesn't speak anything like that anyway. right. uh, Danny Wilson <laughs> signed for Queen's Park 1-0 DL Stuart Petrie is the manager ah. 
None of you got it. Still 1-0. This is a good game. Oh, my. In what year did Florian Camberry go to Rangers during the window? Despite the fact you shouted 18 yeah, at me. 2018. Um, it was... 2020 none of you got it so it's still 1-0 to Gordon DL however that's an equaliser is it Scott Fraser has joined Hearts from Charlton and Alan got that so he's equalised which means it all comes down (laughs) to the spelling of Josie Sufuentes' surname well well, put it this way I know I've got it wrong which which big Al got C-I-F-U-E-N-T-E-S I can't believe I went US and neither can I and Alan Got it. He's two Yay. one up. He takes it. He didn't even need the last question, Alan. For what was the record, last question? who was the last full time manager of Inverness before Duncan Ferguson? Billy Dodge. Yeah. Sorry, oh, sorry about that. Yeah. I don't know how to break it to you. Well done, Alan. The same ball is on its way. Fantastic. Uh, well well done. done, big Al. Thank you. He told you he wasn't on it to play nice. No, he's, he's hopeless as well. <laughs> I can't believe he beat me. Brilliant. Fifty seven point <sighs> seven percent. Your win rate's plummeting. I get right up a U. I don't know where I got the U. Neither do I. That was, I was sensationally I was, I was, bad, even by your standards. <laughs> the, <sighs> the full thing was so bad. I was played for Bellamy, Dundee for Scott Fraser. Should be fair because I was, I was, I was, pr- I was proud of you. I was ready to say, do you know what, Gordon? The nation, <laughs> the nation assumed that you were going to get that wrong, <sighs> and you didn't. I, I was I ready. Did get it wrong. No, see, I know, see, but I, 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 thought, I knew something was coming. I, I knew, I knew. He, he did so well at the start. I thought, nah, I was something's getting, coming. I was once he's made it to T, <laughs> I didn't see a U coming. Right <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a Z at the end, Sufuentes. Because I thought he was going to go straight in, start with an S. You know, like uh, as you would predict. You primary school. Oh wow! I'm a bit disappointed now. So you should I was be excited there. <laughs> so I mean, got it. Uh, I mean, it, 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 loss, it's yeah. quite an effort, right? That in the same beat the pundit run. Craig Bellamy being loaned from Clyde was not the worst answer. <laughs> How have you managed that? <laughs> Craig Bellamy went to Clyde, didn't he? No Where? Craig Bellamy I'm thinking of Craig Beatty Well he didn't go to Clyde <laughs> Did you say Raw I would have got that He didn't it's go to Clyde either It's the worst answer Because Big Beach went to I tried my way no, He didn't go to either Craig Beatty played with Clyde I, I genuinely don't know if he did 100%. I'm not so sure Beatty played with Clyde 100% That's why I say Tars <laughs> he, he genuinely didn't I don't think you read out you that question You think Craig right? Bryson no, Craig Beatty played with... No, he didn't. Right, I don't know how Craig many Beattie times... Craig Beatty used to be in this show. Yes. Played with Clyde. No, he didn't. No, I, I'm pretty sure Did he didn't. play with Hearts? He did yeah. play with Hearts. What is that going to do? <laughs> right. He just went right. on another team. Hold on. No, no. No. And that's why I said in the second bit, oh, was it Hearts then? He played for Elgin. I would have got Craig Bellamy all day long. Came from Newcastle. I don't... I don't know what you want me to say. I want a rematch. This sounds more like a you problem than a me problem. Right, and I want you to get another player for <laughs> so me Do you to think spell. I said get, Craig Beatty? Get, get me to spell, I don't know. <laughs> you can know. see how he's wriggled Van himself Dean. out of so many tight spots. It Mate, just, it just I, reframes the argument. I, starts starts hearing different words. I, I'll tell you what, play that back. <laughs> oh, stop it. You think I, you think I, I think said you Beatty. made that up, yeah. I well, think you got that wrong. Two things. Be- Craig Beatty didn't play for Clyde anyway <laughs> Did he not? Nice. No How do you know that? Because I've just looked up his Wikipedia He played for many clubs But Clyde was not one of them Who was the one he played with a white strip on? Swansea uh, Not the end of his career Down the lower division Elgin Edinburgh City Edinburgh City Air United for... There were, there were many of them on there? Oh stop it This is now getting out of hand Thank you Alan Well done Thank you Cheers Just, just 
Just I'll just revving away. He's away to deliver just eat <laughs> with a ball. Alan, are you on a moped? Are you still there? I am um, parked up at the side of the oh, M. I'm part- almost embarrassed that I won that one there. If part- I'm right, Alan, shut up. Parked up in what? A car <laughs> or a moped? Uh, car. Alan, no, a moped. Alan, I forgot to talk to you about transfers. You I know you're a Rangers fan. <laughs> if you could trade your signed ball for a position to be filled in the Rangers team tonight, what would it be? Uh, it's got to be a striker. Um, Dessers has started firing, but if we could get the money back that we spent for him in the summer to then reinvest in a better option, I would take that, definitely. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think we went into this window assuming Rangers would sign a striker. Many people assumed kind of out of nowhere that that striker would be specifically Lawrence Shankland. But, you know, once it became clear that it might not be him, was there going to be someone else? Is, is that a surprise to you that Rangers don't appear to be moving in that area tonight? Um, yes, if you asked me a couple of weeks ago, definitely. But when you get a striker that's come into the team and, you know, through injuries or whatever, he's just his opportunity and he's scoring goals, then it becomes less of a surprise every time he, he scores. And I think he took his goal very well at Easter Road. But the goal at the weekend at St Mirren, one of those significant goals that I was chatting about, when you start to score winners and and big games or games that nothing's really happening in, I think those take on different forms. So I think maybe Clement's looking up now and thinking, well, we've got enough up there. I, I dare say, though, Rangers fans like Alan will still wish, like any club, that they add at the top end of the pitch. But Clement's thought it's a winger that they need, not a wing, uh, not mm. a striker, and they've got Silva sitting on the bench, his backup, which I'm surprised at at the minute. But he obviously thinks he's got enough up top. Yeah, Gordon, it's going to be a while, I think, before we see Danilo, but you're just second-guessing here. Is it, a, is it a case of thinking, well, between Dessers and Silva, and if you can get the odd moment out of Kemar Roof, because mm. you never really know his availability, and, and then you get Danilo back, is it, do you think that is the thought process? Or uh, do you think Rangers really want one and, and would if there was someone there that, that, that ticked the boxes? Um, it's an interesting one. I think he's he's starting to lean on Dessers. I think Dessers is starting to... Produce, he scored in his last three games, Gordon. Um, me personally, if they're going to go, especially with the competitions they're still in, you know, they're still in Europe, they're still in the Scottish Cup, and they're still obviously in the run for the league. There's a lot of football to be played there. I think they would have probably tried to cover that area, but I don't think the manager would just bring in a, a shirt filler. I think he would need someone that he thought was quality that was going to kick him on to the next level and I don't think he's found that he's looked at Brian obviously Silva's a different type of striker and as you quite rightly say if you can get Roof back and get a few games out of him I think he thinks by the time Danilo comes back we'll have enough in that area OK thanks again to Alan enjoy your night Alan Cheers lads thank you Good man that was Alan great contestant on Beat the Pundit great spelling knowledge as well because <sighs> he was toiling a bit as well was and then, he? then he produces um, Scott Fraser from Charlton yeah. I thought that was quite a good shout Yep, yep. I read that today as well Honestly God and, and I'm not kidding You know I don't lie um, <laughs> I oh, honestly thought you said Craig beat there. I did not, I think I'd barely me all day long um, Okay Enough about that Let's go back to the Super Scoreboard Transfer Centre Where Andrew McLean is poised And ready During the spelling competition Andrew McLean Has there been any Deal Confirmed that you'd like to tell us about? 
Yeah, I'd love to say it's all been kicking off, but it really hasn't. There has been one confirmed deal. That is for Hibs. They're using that Bournemouth link again. They've signed young defender Owen Bevan on a loan deal until the end of the season. Does have a bit of pedigree. Has featured in the Premier League for Bournemouth before as a Wales under-21 cap as well. So Hibs adding to that squad. They've, of course, made a few additions in the last few days. The Kevin Van Veen deal looks ever like he's going to sign for Kilmarnock, that they are going to win the race to get him on loan until the end of the season. They're having a great season anyway, but with the additions of Greg Stewart and potentially Kevin Van Veen as well, that is an exciting prospect, isn't it, for Derek McInnes. Still no official news on Adam Ida with Celtic or Oscar Cortez with Rangers. I enjoy seeing the theories online as well about why clubs delay these announcements. Some fans, you know, they're hoping that they're going to delay it to do a double announcement with another signing later on. The more pessimistic fans are, you know, thinking that they're delaying it to try and you know, limit any disappointment later on if it is only one player that comes in. Hopefully we'll find out a bit more before 8 o'clock, but either way we'll definitely know before the 11.30 deadline. Yeah, that Hibs-Bournemouth connection working mm. out. Um, I think you know which clubs are it's glaringly obvious what some needed. Hibs needed defenders in the yeah. window, so, you know, by virtue of the fact that he is a defender, it's at least a step in the right direction at this point in time. Well, like Andrew said, played in Premier League, which always, you know stacks up in your favour um, people automatically think you must be a, a top player to play at that level but uh, you know we've seen when he's here but they need a defender who can one defend first and foremost but play out from the back like Montgomery's put in a certain style the problem is that getting the ball to the midfielders and retaining possession is a problem and they give up too many chances so he might be one to, to solve that problem for them I agree um, they definitely did need someone at the well, uh, me personally, I'd bring in a few at the back. I think that's where their Achilles heel is. I think they're easy to play against at the back and score goals. Uh, I think they're going forward. I like the attacking style, but if you've got that attacking style with two players up top, you've got to have guys that can defend at the back and keep you in the game. So it's interesting. But I've got to say, I didn't think I'd be sitting here on a Thursday night at after half past seven and the transfer window so quiet gone. I thought there would have been a lot of movement going on. Uh, it just shows you mm. maybe clubs don't think the quality's out there or the the value for money. Even outgoings though, Andrew McLean. You know, I wondered if we would have heard something. Mikey Johnson's been linked with West Brom. There was even a suggestion James Forrest could you know be going to go um, as well. <laughs> David Turnbull, Cardiff, that sort of thing. Um, but still, we await confirmation of any of them. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, the, the English deadline is half an hour before the Scottish one, so Mikey Johnson still not confirmed. The James Forrest one is an interesting one, potentially could be joining David Turnbull at Cardiff City. There's also Jose Cifuentes as well. He's linked with a move to Brazil with Cruzeiro. He was originally linked with a move to Turkey. He turned that down, but could well be going back to South America, but no confirmation on any of those. Well, is that ES or US? Cifuentes, <laughs> is it? The ES. You, you notice that he I says know, he'd be at half past seven. <laughs> it's only twenty past seven. I was going to pull him up so people he's listening. Time, he's a time traveler now. Will be thinking they're ten minutes ahead of us. It's always a challenge being in here on a Thursday night. It has to be said. Maybe, maybe, if, maybe if we hit that magic break button, we'll have some transfer news to tell you about when we return. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. 
taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. 0141951025. You are getting closer. Four hours left in the transfer window. What does your team need to do tonight? Maybe they're all just leaving it to the last minute. Maybe they're all committed to the sense of drama and they're going to make various last gasp announcements. You never know. So what do your team need to do between now and the end of the window? Do let us know right now on 01419511025. Rangers fans, still no confirmation on Oscar Cortez. Have you been looking into him? What do you make of that potential piece of business? And are you... Are you fine now? Are you accepting that there won't be a striker? Or are you still hoping that something just gets pulled out the hat at the last minute? 01419511025. Right, let's give these two a full time teaser. The full time teaser with Universal Interiors East Kilbride, where their goal is a better wardrobe, slat wall, home office, or media unit. Right. This is decent, this, because I think a few of them are very doable, verging mm. on easy, and then, well, we'll see what happens thereafter. Thanks to John for sending this question in. He would like you, Barry Robson-themed, if you like. Um, it doesn't include Barry Robson, though. So, apart from Barry Robson, can you name the last eight Scottish Premiership managers who lasted less than a year in the job, but played for the team as well as managed them? So Barry Robson's case in point. So yeah. can you name the, the other, the last eight Scottish Premiership managers mm-hmm. who lasted less than a year in the role Hamill. but played for the team as well as managed them? Hamill. Mother I need a first name from you as well. Stevie Hamill. Stevie Hamill. Well done. H-A. Steve Davis. Steve McLean. Yes. What did you say? Davis. No. No, permanent. Oh, come on. Yeah. Huh? Well, he certainly was less than a year in the job, wasn't aye, he? Aye. Steve a McLean. Week. No, of course. Uh, Stephen McLean, yep. You're right. good at this. Um, played with the club. <clears throat> That's right. That's a key component of the question. Jack Ross. Lee McCulloch one. Neither. Neither. Jack Ross played for Hibs? No. I played for Hearts, didn't he? He's not on the list. Sean Maloney never played for nope. him, Forget it. Um, oh, it's a bit silent. How many, how many years was Jim at St Mirren? No, not uh, Jim Goodwin. No. no. That, was a, that was a good answer, wasn't it? It was, aye. Mm. I see when you were going with it. Right to the, the wrong answer. Take one more guess. Okay. Stephen Glass. Well done. Oh, I mean, how do you go from, like, the highs... Uh, sorry, the lows have beat the pundit. To I like Big Allen, that's how I gave him a ball. Shout, Stephen Glass. Okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, and thanks to Universal Interiors, East Kilbride, for helping us out with the question as well. <laughs> you see me just bang my knee off the desk. That was like extremely <laughs> sore. Oh, that tried, really stick I tried, out. I tried, well. <laughs> tried to just style it out. And then I caught a glimpse of myself on the live stream rubbing Your my face, knee. Face go red. It was oh, honestly my knee. Oh, that don't was rub it. Not, bad luck. Oh, don't rub it. Whatever you do. The genie comes out. Was not good. Anyway, let's bring in Mark in Cumbernauld. Not that Mark. How's it going, Mark? Okay. I know, bad. Good evening, gents. How are you doing? Hi, Mark. Good. What are you thinking, Mark? Four hours to go. Uh, nah, you could have another two weeks and Celtic won't do anything. I don't think. I've got to be honest with you. I think the striker that's coming in 
is, is going to come in and sign, uh, fingers crossed. But the main the main area I think you need to be filled was the left back area, and uh, now it's two transfer windows have no addressed it, and obviously Jake Taylor's got injured. And I know that again I've said this before the, t- the uh, ex players in the panel, Mark and Gordon Dale there played the game, so they're not going to play anybody down. But the boy that played left back on Saturday. They're lucky to get a game for Cumbernauld Juniors, uh, Burnaby. He's a, a terrible, terrible positionally based footballer. Celtic have needed a left back for a long time. Nobody fancies him, but nothing's been done. And they've had one transfer window and another one. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's a bit, it's poor, you know, for a club the size of Celtic anyway. Yeah, that's an interesting area because particularly what's lacking there, it just doesn't look like Burnaby's going to be a suitable replacement to Greg Taylor currently so I'm not suggesting that you can just go and sign a body you know we spoke about that you know it needs to be of the right level but if we're talking back up full back here and there is a loan market available it could have been a young are you surprised there's just nothing so far there in that area because it's it's maybe not one you know strikers may be a bit different there's that focus there on on scoring it's maybe one that you could take a a touch of a gamble with you know like I said and I don't know an academy um, someone in that own Beck mould then You wanted Owen Beck Couldn't yeah. get him What about at that level You know You surprised that there's just nothing I, there I think you've got to You know really dig into the The actual recruitment side of the club Rather than the manager coming up with names I think I think fans sometimes think a manager comes with a list of names At his top pocket And says by the way These are the guys that I'll watch in my spare time Go and get them signed he, he will have a list of some players that he does like and that will be passed on to recruitment. But look at Beck. Beck's a prime example of you've got a good scouting network that these players can be found. And th- that position is, you know, glaring that Burnaby's just not been the right fit. Now, Burnaby might go elsewhere and he might fit a different style. But not Cumbernauld. Maybe higher juniors, than Cumbernauld right. Juniors. But he might go, you know, to South America and that might just be where he fits in. Um, problem is Celtic paid was it four million pounds for him, so they're going to want to recoup. They're not going to be you know just want to let him leave for nothing. So he's still going to be in about the club, but it's not to say that you can't better yourself. Still, you know there must be better out there, better suited to your style and what you're trying to um, put onto the pitch in terms of style than what Burnaby's shown at the minute. And you know Mark's right. He played on Saturday, and again in the studio going. Surely there, there is a better standard of left back out there that can fit the club at this minute. I said on Tuesday I've given up on him. Um, I had high hopes for him, especially that terrific goal up at Ross County. I'll never forget it's that. that one moment you were yeah. clinging on yeah, to. Yeah, you, still, yeah. you still always cling on to it. No, you always mention it. I know, but what, what, what turned me against him was I watched a bit of it and there was an incident in the second half and he ran about 10 yards chasing the, the Ross County lad and totally just decided I'm not going any further and just left it to the other defenders and I thought you're a guy that's come in with a big price tag you're desperate to make an impression at least put a bit of effort and that's what it turned off and and I agree I think that Taylor's, Taylor is a terrific left back for Celtic he's been very very good for Celtic you can't deny that but they need a little bit of cover in there a lot of people seem to jump in this situation of uh, well if he's injured skills can go to left back and we can put probably could get away with that but I think the way Scales is playing the now I think I would never take him out of the left centre back him and Carter Vickers are very strong there together as a partnership it is an area that I thought Celtic would address definitely 
Uh, you resigned to not getting a striker, Mark. Or do you still think that might somehow... Uh, sorry, Adam Ida is the striker it looks like Celtic will get. Um, are you happy enough with that one? Have you given it much thought? Um, I'm actually quite happy. I know, and I know of the, of the guys online going after nothing, you know, but uh, Celtic just need to, to add legs. Now, I've seen him. I don't know. He's, people are saying he doesn't score a lot of goals. He's played 28 games in the champ- English Championship and no disrespect to the league at all. We've got a good league, but some of the teams down there would, would operate comfortably in Scotland. So if he's playing 28 games for Norwich City, I know he's not an out-and-out an out finisher, but I don't think Brendan Rodgers wanted that. You know, talk about Van Hooydonk and all these guys, but yeah, big, powerful penalty box strikers and the looks of things he's passed up on that. And it looks like this boy's got a wee bit of legs about him. Maybe he's got a wee bit of something about him. And I don't mind that if he's coming in at the end of the, se- end of the, at the, end of the year, just for the, the last rest of the season, and Celtic will have targets later on. I don't mind because they're bringing somebody in, maybe offer a wee bit something different, and he could help us out. But we're still lacking in the, in the and I kind of keep saying it left back area. Celtic have done a lot of good work, believe it or not, this, this window, by the looks of things. A couple of players are going out, and it's kind of dropped the squad a wee bit, and guys are going to get games. And that's that's pretty good. And maybe hopefully we'll bring a few youth players in as well, and you'll get a bit of a run out. But it's, I just think it's poor. And I know you spoke about it, you were just speaking about it there, about the recruiting and stuff. You know, these guys, um, that left back, Bernabe, he's no Brendan Rodgers player. But to be honest with you, Brendan Rodgers hadn't had a lot of players that he's, of his own that he, to bring in because most of them look like they've been picked pre him being selected. You know, not and all Andy's players, but when Andy was in the building and they were doing recruiting, then I just think it's poor from a club besides the Celtic and you know try to operate. Why win a league? You know, and, and you're sitting there leaving yourself short and scrambling around the three hours to go before the window shuts. You know. Just wondered, you know, point Mark made there. If there's anybody in the club at the minute, you know, one of the young players who they see as being better than Burnaby. Now it was as as a Gary came from absolutely nowhere. I was there when he signed. Nobody knew who he was. He came in. And he was outstanding. You never really seen him leaving. Of course, his performances dipped. All of a sudden, it was the emergence of Kieran Tierney that paved the way for one of the best Celtic left backs we've had for a long time. So you just you know, people are always looking out with and how much can we spend to get somebody in to replace Burnaby and get him away. Maybe there's just someone at the club just now that's just waiting for mm. their opportunity and you think when there's only Taylor, that would be the prime chance. Seeing the striking department, the prolific goal-getter that you always tell us, mm. see Adam Ida and the stats at Norwich, how, how different is it going to be? Because granted, I think fans of every team... They want to sit if it's a striker, you want them to have a good goal scoring record. Mm-hmm. That's kinda of always the case. But in theory, you should get a lot more chances <laughs> at Celtic than he than he mm-hmm. will against Norwich. Is it as automatic as people are making out to say, well, he hasn't scored goals and that means he, you know he won't do it here? No. Uh I think that's a bit unfair. I think the championships are very competitive league. If you look at the the teams and the size of the teams in that league, you're up against decent quality week in, week out. I think you make a great point. When you're Celtic, you dominate most of the games. Um, You'll create a lot of chances, especially at Celtic Park. And if you've got that natural instinct about you, then you'll go and score goals. You look at, for instance, Gary Hooper came from Scunthorpe. Was it Scunthorpe? Mm -hmm. You know, and and you would look at that and you would think, hold on a minute here, he came for that sort of a to Celtic. Mm. And was look he, at the was he, a, he was a kind of hot property though, wasn't he? From I mean, you yeah. remember more than me yeah. on, on that sort of trajectory. He, he was certainly on the way up. Um, kind of, 
you know, really on the earth, but you could see the potential in him. Um, he does obviously represented his country, so he's a pretty well known figure, and he's been about for a while. Two per slightly different, and he was he was just sensational when you came. You could see in training right really? away that he was he was going to be the real deal. Um, but again, I've not seen a lot of he does, so maybe he does come up and he, he treats your game differently for the championship. I played in the championship for a very short period, and I, I know the physicality of it. It's much different uh, in comparison to what I had experienced up here. I, I don't know if much has changed see, since see, then. See, see where I, I think, it's only fair to give the lad a chance because how many times have we seen the so-called big names for the English Premier mm-hmm. League coming up here with a reputation and they're going to just, you know, go to burn it up in our league and they fail miserably. Some do well though, like Craig Bellamy, that famous Clyde Loney. I, st- I still believe he was at Clyde. Anyway, thank you very much to Mark <laughs> on the line. Still nothing else confirmed that I can see right now. Andrew McLean, though, is more across it uh, than I am spinning many plates trying to deal with you two and your madness in here. I wonder if he's sitting Thursday in his night. jammies. Is he just now, or is he suited? I don't think Andrew has jammies. He's got a suit on. He's got his suit no, he on. He's got um, How annoying is it that in transfer deadline day, the biggest deal has been Lewis Hamilton to Ferrari? <laughs> By the way, I'm a Ferrari fan as well. Oh, are you now? Oh, yeah. The missus, she's a Hamilton fan. He's Ferrari. Oh, it's a big on. clash. It's a clash in the household. What, do you think they've Good done news. that deliberately on transfer oh, deadline 100%. day? 100%. They have done it yesterday or tomorrow. 100%. Specifically yeah. today. I, I gave up that when the, the lad from, is it Hask that gets sacked? Oh, you liked him, didn't you? I loved him. Gunter, is it Gunter? I love Gunter. Uh, I'd like to have went for a pint with Gunter. How disturbing is it that on transfer deadline day <laughs> we're talking about Formula One? It just shows you uh, the depth that we've plunged through on this show. Anyway, what about the teaser? Can you name the last eight Scottish Premiership managers who lasted less than a year in the role and played for the team as well as managed them? Stephen McLean at St Johnston, Stevie Hamill at Motherwell and Stephen Glass at Aberdeen. I'll go. I'll go for a couple here. Uh, I don't think that Stephen Ferguson, Ross County, no, Kelwell. Well, that was the other one. I was going. Yeah, are you okay, yes. I've got Kelwell, didn't I? Well, right, I was building that up. What about Neil Mechanic Dundee? No. Right. Okay. Hmm. Gary Holt didn't he play for Livy, did he? No. Matthews sent Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, and I thought, oh, oh, that should be on the list. Him down According to his Wikipedia. He lasted a year and three days. So, no, ultimately. But it was close. Okay. Um, four down, four to go. We'll try our best and we will get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's show Let's see if we get any breaking transfer news Between now and 8 o'clock Of course the window in Scotland closes At 11.30pm this evening So we'll keep an eye on everything that happens Between now and then On tonight's full-time teaser Thanks to John for sending it He wants you to name The last eight Scottish Premiership managers uh, I guess it's managers of Premiership teams um, who lasted less than a year in the role and they played for that team as well as managed them. So Stevie McLean, St Johnston, Stevie Hamill, Motherwell, Stephen Glass, Aberdeen. They don't have to be called Stephen. Stuart Kettlewell is in there, Ross County. We're going James McPake, Dundee. No. Nope. 
Well, Mark was Kenny Miller Livingston. Yes, he was like player manager. He will tell us obviously yeah. next. Gary Teal St. Man. Yes. Uh, many's we still to get two, and these are really tricky because we're going quite far back on their managerial career, and certainly far back. On I've got one their playing career. I've got one. Go for it. Oh, we need to build up. It's only well, we've got two left. So hurry up, Tony Mowbray. For... No. Oh, Thanks lucky. for that though. What a build up that was. That was a good build up. So we're getting right <laughs> One back. of them, I mean, never mind. But anyway, let's go back to the phone lines. Paul is there. How are you, Paul? Very well, thanks. Good. What are you uh, thinking tonight? Another magnificent. Well, what I'm thinking is see all this transfer talk, mm-hmm. in particular with Celtic, it's just newspaper talk. Last year, the English market was like 800 million quid. This morning I heard it was standing at about 60 million, and most of that was at Spurs. So if the market contracts, there's less to go around. Brendan knows, in fact, we all know as Celtic fans what we need. And if Brendan, no one knows that better than Brendan. And if he could get something the people in that he needs, he'd do that. The market has shrunk, it's, it's difficult, no one's moving. And that's the bottom line, but it's the newspapers that are building this up to put pressure on uh, the managers, mm. which is outrageous. Do you not think he himself you know, that said that he wanted quality players in, though? I mean, I think that's what a lot of people are referencing, rather than yeah, newspaper but talk. That's, that's such an obvious statement. Of course he wants uh, quality players in. We, we, we as fans want quality players in. So that's just mm. managerial think- talk. Paper talk and managerial talk. Paul might be onto something, yeah. by the way. Take a look at the... He is right about the, the English yeah. transfer yeah. window. And look, the transfer deadline day became this like monster and it threatened to get about of hand financially and football started priding itself on how much was being spent on deadline day, which is a bit weird for some people. Um, and I don't know, maybe in time you can look back and analyse it a bit clearly. Maybe right now, I think... A lot of English clubs are maybe a bit worried about financial fair play. Yeah, that's that's clearly playing a part. Um, and a, Paul sounds much more knowledgeable than I am. So does that have knock-on effect? If, is the entire market shrinking? Possibly. Um, I still just feel like in the position Celtic are in, because they have much more money than everyone in Scotland, um, that there would be a scope there to do it. But Paul seems pretty relaxed, which is fine. I asked for this. I asked for balance. If there are Celtic fans out there that are not as angry and frustrated as the ones that kicked off the show, fine, Paul's one of them. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how relevant it is to, to teams in Scotland, like you say, with Celtic, with this pot of cash and so far ahead of the rest, but clearly need investment in certain areas. You're right, English clubs are now wary, uh, financial fair play, and they've been docked points now, and that's that's hitting them harder than anything or any fine that they were imposed on them before. But... There is still a market that football clubs still want to shift players, even if yeah, they're not that, bringing if in that players. Revolving door slowing, though, you know. If, but if, we, us up here, but just uh, general, generally, uh, generally, right. So if West Ham aren't signing someone, then their reserve player isn't going here, and you know, it's just that. But I don't think we are ever going to be in the same market as a, a sixty million pound player going into West Ham is going to free up a player that's going to come to Scotland. I think. Us in Scotland are, are shopping in a way lower market, so that might be the third or fourth. Mm. But do player. West Ham try and take the best player from the Championship, and that Championship club tries to take somebody for League One? That's where, so, you know, it, it, the market must be connected. 
Well, of course it's connected, but I still think clubs... I'm just clutching at straws. Uh, well, I, I, I still believe clubs have large, large squads, much bigger than they've ever been, particularly in the English Premier League, and there, is, there are deals to be done, regardless of if the market's moving in their favour, they're bringing players in, then they can trade. I don't think clubs in England bother, but I, I just think it's recruitment up here or, or Celtic, I think, has been slow. I think it's been proven to, to be pretty poor in the last window. And this was a big window for them to get it right. And maybe they have identified certain targets and they couldn't get the deals over the line. And we've never heard of them. That's quite... Um, that would be quite normal for us not to hear about every deal that's going on. But I think the Celtic supporters would like to see some success. And I don't know, could might be a success, I've got to say. Mm. I think it was harsh people writing him off and he's cameo the other day. So he might be a success, but I think they wanted to see more than Adam Ida. Uh, and just couldn't come through the door So if this closes tonight Paul, Adam, Ida and Kuhn You're happy, you go to bed You'll sleep well And confident that Celtic win the title I'm confident As long as they maintain uh, concentration but At the end of the day The market is smaller And it has the European market It wouldn't surprise me if Again the uh, the figures were lower in Europe And it has a knock-on effect for everyone That's Including Celtic Also, the other point is If once bitten, a hundred times shy. And look what we did last summer. It hasn't worked out. So any fool in his money is easily parted. And so, I respect Celtic, and I need to have trust in Celtic. And that's the bottom line, you know? So, but then you could surely look at that another way. So because the last window was not a success, you, you don't try and rectify it? No, I, I think you do. But there's a human nature is... We get bitten here, we get bitten there. I'm not so keen to go out and spend the money again. Also, if someone's available, they'll do the deal. <laughs> it's that simple. It's that but simple. If people, aren't avail- if people aren't available, there's no deal to be had. That is fair. You, know, we, I, I, you, you mentioned a story earlier on tonight about uh, some team wanted to take a Celtic player and not contribute to his wages. What? You've got to be kidding. Mm. You know, Celtic inter-charity. You know, so quite right to knock it back a bit, but then they get slagged off. No, you do the business for the right of Celtic, for the good of Celtic, and I have faith in Brendan, and maybe not this uh, winter, but eventually doing the job. Good man, Paul. Thank you very much. I'm going to have to knock it in the head because we're running no out of time, problem. but you make some very good points. I actually think maybe that is what we need. Maybe we need a deep dive into the economics of European football and how the market forces are changing and whether the market is shrinking or not. And I think you're the man, Gordon Deal, to man. conduct that study. I'll, I'll go for that study. Did you have your research you on my desk I, I, like, I liked his call. I thought he made great sense. I really did. Which part in particular but did you I like? I don't really know, but I liked his call. I liked the way he spoke. I just like, I don't mind a bit of calmness, that's fine. I think yeah. Paul was calm about the situation. I think he's correct. I really do. I think he's correct. I think that... He's, he's that Celtic have looked at the situation last summer, the amount of money, the jerseys that they've wasted, they've went in. They're ta- Brendan Rodgers said one word: quality. If you can't get the quality you're looking for, there's no point in spending the money. Football's just 
you never reach an easy conclusion like that, though, do you? Because someone will be quite entitled to say, okay, well, you're not looking in the right place. Yeah, but, you know, but like, I don't think Celtic have been sitting their hands doing nothing. I think Celtic have been working very hard behind the scenes. Could be wrong. Yeah, okay, but like, my to, to use like the footballing analogy, because you're trying hard, it, it requires more than that. Everybody's got a skill set. Yeah, but know, maybe they just can't get the, They've got one in, right? They've got one in, well, probably two. Um, they were looking at four quality. So maybe the the other two that they went for, Gordon, they might not have got financially, player, agent. It could be anything in a deal nowadays that takes that long. So And Paul won't mind me saying, because like football's a cynical business, Paul came on and he stuck up for Celtic, and the first reply was from Stuart on Twitter who said, is that Peter Lowell on the phone? <laughs> yeah, well, so there we go. That did cross my mind. Yeah, Paul sits on the board the way he came across. Very oh, early. Gosh. Your, your real name is Paul, yeah? Yes, good, good, good. Glad we cleared that up. Anyway, we're nearly done. Good to well, chat again, fun. Peter. <laughs> you've not you've not seen him since that since he chucked you out. That the contract since that small payoff that you got. Anyway, let's very quickly back to the mm. Super Scoreboard transfer centre. Andrew McLean has been he's been working hard. Uh, is there anything you need to tell us before we go? Real developments in the last half hour are so Motherwell set to sign Adam Devine on loan from Rangers. That will be their sixth edition of the window. Just a small recap of what's happened so far tonight. Kilmarnock winning the race to sign Kevin Van Veen on loan until the summer, beating off competition from St Mirren and Motherwell. Amazingly, no official confirmation of Adam Ida at Celtic or Oscar Cortez at Rangers. Likely outgoings for Celtic. David Turnbull to Cardiff City in a permanent deal. Mikey Johnson on loan to West Brom. Defender Owen Bevan has joined Hibs on loan from Bournemouth. Big questions remain though. Will Celtic get a left back? Will Rangers get a striker? And an interesting one, will Aberdeen be able to hold on to Duke after rejecting a bid today? We will have all the answers between now and 11.30. Keep an eye on at Clyde SSB on Twitter. The social media feeds will tell you everything you need to know and then when it's all said and done we'll look back on it tomorrow. I'm sure that will be an interesting show. I'm desperate to get Hugh Keevan's thoughts on all of this right can you name the last eight Scottish Premiership managers apart from Barry Robson who lasted less than a year in the job and they played for that team as well as managed them Stephen McLean Stevie Hamill Stephen Glass Stuart Kettlewell at Ross County Kenny Miller at Livy Gary Teal at St Mirren two to get extremely hard struggling Craig Levine no no we're back with another Ross County but this guy apparently played for Ross County in 1975 So who might that be? Who could possibly Have had a playing career In the 70s And still be In, the in this conversation Alex Smith No But we're in that sort of oh, era for sure. Scott No um, You know him most recently As the manager of Arbroath Dick, Dick Campbell. Campbell Yeah Ross County oh. uh, And Dundee's oh, Mark I'm pretty sure you would have worked with this guy At Dundee United But he oh. played for He's one of the rare um, Although it's a bit more common in Dundee isn't it I think he managed United and Dundee briefly Oh really? Yeah Played for Dundee back in the 80s and 90s Played for Hibs and Sunderland Definitely you Gordon Chisholm Yeah Gordon Chisholm Well done Alright thank you very much to Mark and Gordon Let's hope it's an interesting Whatever that means An interesting end to transfer deadline day And we will look back on it all Six o'clock tomorrow Have a good night